Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and I'm here with my good buddy Seth Robinson, as always. Hi, Seth. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, pretty well. Uh, I had another um, uh, interesting encounter with an insect this week. I think I may have talked about the last time I was stung by something, and um, uh, unidentified bug this time, but same reaction of giant swelling, and um, I'm okay. But yeah, we're gonna get- have to. One of our guests in the future is gonna have to be a. Uh, you know, an insect doctor, you know, some, somebody that can diagnose what's going on with you. Yes, I, I, I obviously have some um, uh, some problem with venom. Uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah. So um, I'm hoping uh, EpiPens are not in my future, but it's uh, it, it, it's unfortunately this was a weird bug. It didn't sting. You know, uh, you know, if you get bit by a bee or stung by a bee or a wasp, you feel it. Didn't feel anything. Saw the bug, though. Killed it. Um, it was not a big one. And I have no idea what it was, but same reaction. So I think my body just has a uh, histamine overdrive. Maybe it it's way. actually the other way. Like maybe this thing was like super poisonous and like a normal human would have just healed over dead and your body just like, you know, the arm swells up, but you know, the, the immune system is fighting it and it, 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 it gets maybe it kicked I, out. Yeah, okay. So maybe I'm a superhero. That's my, my <laughs> special, that's my special power. I always wanted invisibility to be my power, my superpower, but maybe <laughs> we don't maybe get to choose, I guess. Yeah, the ability to fight off venom. So anyway, good to talk to you. And we we have a guest this week. So we do have a guest. It's it's not yes. a bug doctor, uh, but we do have no. a, a guest uh from, from here at CompTIA. Uh actually part of the CompTIA Tech Career Academy. Uh Mark Plunkett is the vice president of custom training over with the academy. Uh and Mark's been with CompTIA for a while now, uh originally in sales, right, Mark? Yes, it's 16 years somehow uh, oh in the UK yeah. and then the Middle East and what's nearly seven years in the US now. So it's been it's been an adventure. Do right. you now you 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 travel with the, the current job, but you're not quite as as far flung as you used to be. Is that right? Well, less less travel in the last uh, couple of years. For sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, before that, it was, you know, traveling all around the US predominantly and growing the custom training business and Karen, it seems like you should stay away from Australia with uh, the uh, attraction of bugs there. That could be a dangerous trip, but, uh, um, but yeah, you know, it's, you know, kind of ruled out the like, you know, the, the, the bucket list trip to the Amazon or anything like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, a lot of, uh, a lot of travel set prior to that. And, you know, the last couple of years, so much we can do virtually, right. We're all learning and yeah, so many meetings and progress of, of deals and opportunities in that way as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll dive into some of that. But uh, welcome to the podcast. And I think we wanted to start with just a real high level description of, of what the custom training arm is. We've talked about the academy here on the podcast before and sort of talked about the general mission there. But I think we mostly talked about uh, kind of the standard offering, you know, that, that students would come in and, and go through the curriculum. And, and what you do is obviously quite a bit more customized um, and and something that we've we've been doing for a little while and then got pulled into the academy. So can you just kind of talk a little bit about what the mission of your group is? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess, yeah, training generally, right, it's never been more relevant um, in the sense of, you know, you look at US tech companies at an all-time high for a couple of years and the addition of 120,000 positions, um, you know, and unemployment low, um, and then the pandemic and automation and the trends we're seeing there, you know, with career changes, perhaps not looking to go back to work and reskilling and 
you know folks with with strong customer service skills could be could be great for tech and you know the ask of of tech for a long time in the industry right is more people going down the pipeline more more entrance into into tech particularly with cybersecurity, help desk it support and you know the need for competent and capable individuals entering with kind of a mix of technical and soft skills uh, and that push-pull concept of industry um you know pulling um individuals in and you know we need more mechanisms for for getting individuals into to the industry um you know and the need for more focused funding and access to that funding and more boards looking at kind of how how they can help shape the workforce and how they can um help to drive people into careers and you know not just focused on ticking a box like you know cdl licenses we still see a ton of that but focused on kind of where there's big opportunity which leads me to you know the custom training business within ctca um you know and ctca is a subsidiary of, of creating IT futures and CompTIA um, and it really shares the same mission in the sense of you know it's it's born around uh, training and preparing individuals for the tech industry but the difference there is it's it's a very customized solution so it's focused on a needs-based approach uh, in the sense of you know what is what is a state looking for or what is an organization looking for what are some of the gaps that they're seeing and then you know my team will craft a solution um, to, to bridge that gap, um, you know, we're trying to build confidence, reduce test test anxiety, um, increase engagement, and overall kind of um, you know feeling of the programs. You know, we still focus on similar audience to to CTCA broadly. You know, low income individuals, unemployed individuals, displaced workers, individuals without a career people of color, women for sure, and, and veterans as well. Um, you know, and following that same best practice, um, you know, we're all champions that you don't need a four-year or a two-year degree to be in tech. And part of the, um, yeah, the reason behind the custom training business is to do that, to offer a different solution, you know, right, where everyone deserves a choice. Um, you know, we've got the licensed programs, as you mentioned, through the IT Ready program, which is a very fixed format and, and setup. And then you've got the custom training business, which you know typically again is between one and four months in programs. Um, again, focused on tech and and soft skills, but really building that program to to meet the need. And you know we've we've done programs in multiple countries. We've trained and certified you know a couple of thousand of individuals now, um, and we see a huge potential of growth there to to build kind of scalable and sustainable solutions. And yeah, the mission is. It's clear to develop and deliver talent out to the market and to kind of help the broader ecosystem through synchronous and asynchronous solutions. Um, so we've got virtual instructor-led training options. Uh, we've got in-person instructor training options, hopefully again, uh, at some point in the near future. And then really the hybrid um, kind of mentored learning approaches has really taken off during the pandemic where we're, we're using self-study and, and building that with mentors and support and structure and accountability for learners as part of that program so that's kind of yeah the broader piece of where we're at and, and where we're going well it sounds like you're casting a very wide net um and so i'm i'm curious how you go about from just logistically you know finding potential candidates for the program um, I, I know you do work with uh, with localities, cities, states, et cetera, uh, governments, um, and then obviously uh, private organizations as well. 
Um, how does that work exactly? Because, um, you know, is it just, is it, is it marketing? Uh, do you have, you know, feet on the street that are out there introducing our services to these organizations? How does that work, Mark? It's a mix of all of the above, to be honest, Carolyn. So we've got feet on the street for sure, where we're immersed in different groups. Um, and then there's a marketing effort as well, right, to bring individuals in to, to talk to us. I think I always say this is the best kept secret because a lot of organizations don't know that, that we exist and we do this work and it's very much consultancy led. So it's not led by a product or a solution, but it's it's very much um, you know needs based approach. So talking with workforce boards, talking with state agencies, partnering with the likes of the National Governors Association and the National Association of Workforce Boards, you know, great organizations that are um, you know, very immersed within workforce dev and, and what's going on. So we get a big lead from um, from those folks. And then, you know, when we talk to uh, states or others, you know, it's very much kind of going through the entire process of, you know, what is industry asking? What are the, some of the, the contract aspects? You know, what might be a solution and what funding is out there? Um, so it's a very proactive approach, I would say, you know, assessing and and creating and then delivering to outcomes and, and helping to solve a problem. Because I think if we don't identify the problem, you know, we can't build the solution there. Um, and, and that's been the crux of custom training thus far. And I think that will continue. And, you know, I think our hope is that we just get to talk to, to more, more and more agencies around the world, uh, more workforce um, organizations that are at the fore of this. Yeah, and what what do those problems tend to be? You know, so so you all are building customized solutions. You know, so so these organizations that come to you or these organizations that you find, what are they requesting? You know, and what what do they what do they need that's beyond uh, the the typical training that they could get? You know, what are what are the top I don't know two or three areas that you see organizations coming to you asking for help with? I mean, a big thing recently has obviously been the pandemic, right? And individuals, um, you know, displaced from work and, you know, career changes and trying to offer some some opportunity at that time. Um, and then, yeah, the disparity in the sense of the number of open jobs that still exist within, within their state. So it's how can they build a solution that helps to connect the dots there and helps to, um, to reconnect individuals to, to opportunity? Um, so it's we don't have people coming to us and saying, hey, can you create you know, a, a security plus class, for example? It's more how can we build that broader ecosystem and how can we build a solution here that A, connects the right individuals? So how do we how do we connect the pipeline? Um, how do we get this message out to the right folks? And then when we get that message out, what is the right solution in order to keep them engaged? And, and then what is the end outcome? Um, and it's typically getting individuals into jobs. So you know, working with our career services team to to work with national and local employers to to help to breach that gap. Um, as I say, so it's it it really is a conversation starter in the sense of you know what what it what is needed at um, you know city level, organisation level, and it's typically upskilling and just creating opportunity and you know increasing talent engagement um, and efficiency across the board. So just to follow up on that, then you're you're not necessarily building out customized technical training you're you're more building a program for for people that includes you know technical training um but but also includes all these other elements that you're talking about and it's it's the overall holistic solution that you're building not necessarily some niche 
technical detail that they want to get into the nitty gritty of. No, you're spot on. It's exactly that. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's building a pathway, right. For an individual and a technical training is just one part of that. Um, you know, for somebody to effectively enter the workplace, they need to have soft skills. They need to have business acumen. They need to have confidence. They need need all, all these aspects that go into a program. Um, so we're looking holistically about that program and about, you know, what is needed and we don't deliver all aspects of it because I think there's, there's other, um, you know, key organizations, you know, sometimes it's a, a state agency, sometimes it's a board that provides that wraparound service and case management, but we, we absolutely need to be conscious of what needs to go into an effect program, you know, to stand it up, to give the best results and the best engagement for individuals. So, Mark, just um, working off uh, the last question that Seth was talking to you about, um, I'm interested in the the target audience that uh, you are looking to pursue. And I'm curious whether it is mainly younger people who are just getting into the workforce, you know, maybe just graduated from either high school or college and are considering a technical career or hadn't been, but you'd like to be able to entice them into one? Or is it also a blend of, you know, people in mid-career who are looking for a change or some other demographic that you want to point to? I'm just curious, where's most of your emphasis? Yeah, it really is all of the above. And it's it's led by the, the client and the customer for the most part. So we've done programs with youth, We've done uh, a ton of programs with displaced workers. We've done some some really cool programs with transitioning veterans, for example, down in El Paso. Um, we've got, um, again, in El Paso, we've got a really cool uh, program focused on women, um, getting women into cybersecurity and, and tech generally. So we've really seen it across the board, to be honest, and it's it's very much led by, um, by clients and the focus. So, yeah, we see it across the board for sure. Um, and again, we we change our approach depending on what the the strategy of um, you know a government agency or an organization is. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, in the time that you've been doing this, Mark, and maybe trying to almost put the pandemic aside, mm. do you feel like you have seen uh, more demand as people are starting to understand that? technical skills are probably going to be some of the table stakes for the future. There's obviously a lot of concern out there with displaced workers and, and people that are maybe moving out of jobs that are, that are getting eliminated, you know, jobs that are uh, not, not happening as much anymore. And I'm just curious to, to know what you see the trend line as being. And again, I'm sure that the pandemic might have altered things a little bit, but if you, if you take that out of the equation, you know, what, what do you see the general trend line being, especially heading into the next five years or so? Yeah, I think the pandemic has just sped things up and, and taking that to, to one side, you know, we've been attending uh, the National Association of Workforce Boards, the forum for a number of years now, and I've spoken there for the last uh, three, four years, I think, and we've just seen uh, tech training and, and this conversation of reskilling the workforce just rise up the the agenda uh, continually. So I think that um, you know we're seeing this speed up. Um, we, we just see tons and tons of demand, and it's really interesting when you start a conversation around what we do and and how we kind of build capability and create opportunities. Everybody wants to talk about it. It's not something that is a forced discussion. It's something that is much needed. Everyone wants to. To understand what are the best practices, what are we, um, what are we hearing, what are we doing? Uh, everyone's looking to learn from it. 
you look at some of the other groups that I mentioned, and again, this discussion has just come right to the fore. So we, I think it's it's now more relevant than ever. I think next year it's going to be even more relevant. It's just it's just going to continue, I think, and we've got a um, a big job to do in making sure we're at the at the table for the discussion because I think we've got a lot to share. Um, yeah, we want these to be successful. Um, you know, historically, I think we've all seen programs where you've got uh, a massive number of individuals, you know, signing into some sort of training but not progressing through, and we're not doing any um, you know great service to individuals with that. Um, because the engagement isn't there. And if somebody goes on the wrong class uh, or wrong training, we're probably going to lose them forever from the entire uh, landscape. So we've all got a responsibility to make sure, yeah, the upfront piece is, is spot on in terms of admissions, screening. You know, we do cognitive assessments and we do technical assessments for individuals to go into classes. There has to be some sort of assessment upfront from everybody. Otherwise, um, you know, we're not going to... Uh, deliver the results that we did. And we're not, we're not doing the right service to individuals either. So I think that's something that the industry as a whole has got to step up and, uh, and that's got to be in place for everything. Yeah, I guess, I guess the last thing on my mind is, you know, as, as you talk about the funding for, for this and uh, training is something that we see a lot of companies looking at as their first option. I think a lot of companies know that there's this supply demand issue when it comes to technical skills. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that companies want, uh, and especially the higher up the technology stack you go, the more difficult it is to find those workers. Right. And so you can't always follow the traditional path. And, and at CompTIA, we talk a lot about that there are many, many pathways into, into these careers beyond a traditional path. And I think um, employers and organizations are starting to realize that as well. And, and they're starting to think about what can they do creatively in order to, you know, ultimately build the skills they want and where might they have to invest? You know, it, it might end up being something where they have to invest a little bit more than they have in the past. So when it comes to that investment and, and the funding, how are you seeing that play out? Uh, are, are you seeing companies start to realize that maybe they have to put a little bit more into the game in order to get where they want to go? Uh, or do they still have a little while before they realize that? No, I think the funding is there for the most part. I, I do. I think that uh, also organizations have become more cautious of how they spend that funding um, and, you know, ensuring that the right solutions are being built. Um, so, you know, within tech, right, you want it to be hands on, you want it to be performance based, um, you know, quantitative assessment built in. Um, and I think organizations, for the most part, are getting a little smarter with that. Um, you know, understanding the difference between boot camp and workforce programs as well. Um, you know, training somebody to pass a test versus building a skills base and foundational knowledge that that allows somebody to to really go and be successful and to implement that knowledge. That there is still a challenge, I think, in terms of access to funding. Some of the funding streams that are out there, um, less so with private funding, obviously, but as we look at some of the federal. Um, you know, global um, government funding. Yeah, a lot of stipulations are in place as to um, how that can be used. And we, we see it all the time, right? We see state agencies wanting to develop programs, but being a little prohibited in how they can do that. Um, so again, that is part of a, a big discussion that, that we have with them as to how we can help to simplify that process and understanding the inner workings of, um, you know, how that works and initial set up costs versus sustainability as well. 
um, in terms of longevity of these type programs and, you know, validating the need, whether it's, you know, industry demand or engaging the private sector, or, you know, or simply some of the job data that we have and, um, you know, CyberSeek and um, CyberStates and all the other relevant research that I know your group uh, build out and focus, which is awesome. And I, and I think that helps to to validate the need to um, to influence some of this funding as well um, and investment. So I think we're on the, the right path there for sure. I think there's a lot of work to do, um, but it's just part of the broader education of, you know, de developing and delivering the right solutions, you know, and putting the right um, finances towards that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really interesting, uh, and and this whole conversation has been really interesting because, like I said, there there needs to be a lot of different solutions out there to this problem uh, that that's only growing larger. Um, that, you know, we see it in the research, like you mentioned, and and you're seeing it, you know, out in the real world. And uh, you know, we're, we're glad that you're out there doing your part. Any any last words? Uh, any any final comments on on the program that we haven't covered already? No, I think it's been great. No, thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed the the chat. Um, yeah, I think all I would say is that the time is now. Uh, the time isn't tomorrow. Uh, the time is now to invest for organizations and for um, for governments for sure. Yeah, the issue is just going to get bigger and, and deepen. Um, so, you know, we're here to help. We're happy to share any research, success stories, best practices, failures. We, we've had a few of those as well, for sure. Um, so no, we want to, we want to grow this, um, and we want to do it in the right way for sure. And it's, as I say, it's very much a consolidative approach to, to kind of sharing what we're seeing, what we're doing and, uh, and helping in any way that we can. So no, appreciate the, appreciate the time today. Yeah, great. We, we appreciate you coming on. Unfortunately, I think we lost Carolyn somewhere along the way. Um, I think her internet connection went out on her. I mean, we're 131 episodes in and we've never had this happen. So I guess, uh, I guess we were due for it, but uh, we really appreciate you being here, Mark. Uh, so, so thanks for coming on. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Andrea McMillan. And uh, we will talk to everyone next time.